radio personality, Deborah Honeycutt, revealing stories from the red carpet to parenthood on three hours of sleep. Doctors recommend eight hours of sleep nightly for proper brain function. Anything less could cause malfunction. And now, on three hours sleep, here's your host, Deborah Honeycutt. Well, thank you for joining me. Welcome. I'm Deborah Honeycutt, uh, the host. And if you have never listened to an episode before, just a quick recap. I'm a, a radio personality here in Indianapolis, so I'm part of a morning show. It's Jim, Deb, and Kevin. It's 95.5 a WFMS. It is country radio, and we have an absolute blast. I love them. They're my dear friends, and they make me laugh every single day. So I could have the worst day at home, and I would go into work, and everything is lifted. So not being able to be with them during the pandemic for over 14 months was brutal. And I've loved the fact that we've been back together now for several weeks and uh, hope that you even, you know, just by listening to this podcast might tune in and listen to the show, uh, 95.5 WFMS. It's WFMS.com. You can keep up with us there and, and on Facebook and all of that. Now, the three hours of sleep part, that's accurate. That's about what I get each night. Sometimes it's a little more. It might be four hours. Um, sometimes it's a little less. I think the other day I went to bed at 1.30 in the morning. And then, of course, my alarm went off at 3.15, as sad as it sounds. But I survive on that. Of course, it was a lot easier when I was in my 20s. But I still do pretty well. People ask when you get up after a little sleep like that, doesn't your stomach hurt? I talked to somebody the other day and they said, I'm nauseous when I don't get a lot of sleep. And I said, no, I mean, I might hit snooze once, twice, maybe three times. By the time I'm up and in the shower, I'm wide awake. I'm in a good mood and hopefully can get a nap in later in the day. But that doesn't always happen, especially with the pandemic and everybody home and our schedules were all off. The naps diminished. So I was a little more sleep deprived during those days. I mean, I've been so sleep deprived. I have been at the grocery store. I remember I was at, at uh, not Costco, what's the other one? Sam's Club. And I'm leaning over a grocery cart. And all of a sudden, I felt a woman tap me on the shoulder. And she said, excuse me, miss, can I get through? And you know, she, she was coming up from behind, so she couldn't see my face. But I had dozed off looking at the vegetables. I think I was staring at green beans. <laughs> and literally dozed off while shopping at the grocery store. I was so embarrassed. I mean, she didn't know, but I was still mortified. I thought, oh my gosh, I just got awakened by a total stranger out in public. So welcome to the show. Real fast, I'm writing a book and I do have a quick update on that because I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I've had some people say, when is it going to be out? I have um, a free download that you can grab a couple of chapters. If you want to read a little bit of what the book's going to be like, you can grab those um, on Instagram. Go to Deborah Honeycutt Media. And literally, you put in your email address and it automatically will send you those, those free chapters. So I'm excited because I sat down and I looked at what I have left. You know, I've been writing this thing for forever. I didn't want to tell you how long it's been because I always would write a little, put it away, write a little more, and then put it away. And I would always tell myself, I'll get to that when I have more time. And then the pandemic hit, it just screamed at me, now's the time. We'll never have more time. We have to make time. There was always going to be something else I could be doing, someone else who needs me to show up for something. But until I make the time and commit myself to finishing this project, it's just not going to happen. And so that changed my mindset um, this past year. And I got a little bit more focused. Anyway, so I, I looked over my outline the other night. And so I don't want to announce it just yet, but I did set a date for myself. And it's not far off of when I want to be wrapped up with this and have everything written and then go to the next step in the process. So if all goes well, and I've got my fingers crossed, I will continue to keep you posted um, as I know more. 
And of course, the book goes behind the scenes of the past 25 years in radio with some of your favorite country stars, some of the stories that were happening backstage or on a tour bus, as well as me trying to juggle life as a mom with young boys. For example, being in the studio and getting a phone call that my oldest son had just had a seizure and was being rushed to the hospital. And it's the scariest thing in your life and you're trying to juggle all of it. So all of those stories that I may or may not have shared over the years. So that's the book update. Again, Deborah Honeycutt Media over on Instagram. Go grab your free download. And so today's episode, episode nine, and it's titled Three Things You Should Never Skip. You know, it's only taken me over 40 years to figure this out. Um, I think that, you know, when you're younger and you tend to think that everything is the most important thing and it's not, you don't always put yourself in the place of others. And so I think this is probably a natural reaction that, that I didn't get this early on. It has a lot to do with maturity. So number one on this list of three things that you should never skip, number one is funerals. You know, my dad has been uh, gone for several years now, and I remember to this day standing in front of his casket at his service and looking out, and I saw a dear friend that I was very close to in high school and still talked to her on Facebook, but I just hadn't seen her physically in the longest time. And there she stood with her parents. And keep in mind, the viewing line was forever long. I was told later that some stood in line for hours, and they were at the very back of the line. But I can't tell you the comfort that it brought me and seeing her there. You know, some might say, oh my gosh, it's a weeknight. Um, it's 30 minutes away to drive to the funeral home. I've got all of this going on. And it's hectic to disrupt your schedule. And some might even ask themselves, what's one less face at the funeral home? Will they notice? And I think the answer to that for me is the opposite. It's not that I notice who didn't come, but I notice who did. And I've never forgotten that my friend and her parents stood there for the longest time to pay their respects to reminisce with me. You know, the obvious reason we go to funerals is someone died. Someone lost somebody. So if you're a relative, I think it's assumed you're going anyway. So I'm talking about your neighbor's mother or an old childhood friend's father, or maybe it's a coworker. I remember I went uh, to a coworker's for her mother five, six, seven years ago, and she lived over an hour away. And it was a weeknight, and I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be hectic, especially when I would get home late and then get up early in the morning, but it was the right thing to do. So when I saw my friend in that greeting line, it was like time had stood still. And I remember looking out through the crowd at her, and I thought, I wonder if she only knew how much it means to see her face. I haven't forgotten it to this day, and they won't either. So number one on my list is go to the funeral. So this is my list of three things. My brother-in-law is very big on the first two. We'll get to the second one here in just a moment. But this is his life rule. You don't miss. He tells his wife this. He tells his kids this. That these are those things you show up for for other people in your life. Now, recently, my grandmother passed. My dear Grandma Evie absolutely loved her. She's the one that taught me how to make jelly. Adored her. Everybody in the family loved her feistiness and, um, and her strong will. And I have several friends that showed up, totally surprised me, and made the more than 45-minute trip to come to her service. It sticks with us during our time of grief. Now, on the flip side, I'm not even going to use her name. I'll use a different name just for privacy reasons. Um, but when my father passed, I have a former friend who unfortunately left me an unexpected message the day that he was buried. And it's one of the reasons that we don't really talk anymore. You know, as we get older, I think we all tend to do inventory of who in our life gives back, who reciprocates. And I felt like it wasn't always happening on her end. 
sometimes I felt like the friendship was a little bit one-sided. I talked with my husband about it and he would always say, well, why do you continue to invest? But, you know, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. I'd known her for years. So I remember sitting, literally sitting in the funeral limo with my mother and my sister surrounding me when I noticed a voicemail on my phone, you know, the procession hadn't taken off yet. And I just happened to glance down and I saw that I had a voicemail and I thought, I wonder who left that, you know, with all that's going on. And um, maybe it's somebody just wishing me well. I didn't know. So I, I went ahead and listened to it right there in the in the funeral limo. And we'll call her Veronica. And, and what I heard on the other end was a little bit of a shock. She said, hey, Deb, I just want you to know I'm thinking of you and I wish I could be there, but I don't do funerals. So maybe once this is all over with, then I can come over and, and we can do like a spa night or something like that. But just wanted you to know that I love you. And then, you know, hung up. And I remember thinking, I don't do funerals. No one wants to go to a funeral. But in that moment, it's not about that person. It's about the person who is grieving and who has suffered a loss. And there's something about it that did not sit well with me kind of deflated me. And um, I would say it's not the reason. There were some other things that happened after that. But as I was trying to figure out, you know, why I continue to give, 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 and don't always get that back, that that was definitely one of the factors in why we're not close any longer. And I really don't talk anymore. Um, totally wish her well. No ill will. I just think that we prioritize differently. And that was definitely one of those situations where as an example of, oh, wow, I mean, I would have First of all, I would have gone. But secondly, I don't think I would have ever chosen those words because they were pretty harsh. If you're ever on the fence and you can't decide if you should go to a funeral, I have a story where it's the exact opposite. People who are more than willing to show up instead of skip, they were willing to show up for a total stranger. And this goes all the way back to when my son was in kindergarten. And I'm talking about my 16-year-old. So he's my youngest. And he's always been sort of the uh, family clown. He went to school and he told his teacher that I died. We still talk about this. Unfortunately, he thought that would be a great idea. Not only that I died, but that I died that morning. I mean, what a great student. He still showed up for school to learn on the day that supposedly his mother passes away. Well, he went and told the teacher. He told fellow classmates. They went home and told their parents. Parents were calling the teacher the following morning and asking what they could do to send condolences, where they could send flowers. Could they bring meals by? I was mortified. Of course, the teacher called home to verify the story. And uh, lo and behold, surprise, I'm the one that answered the phone. Uh, my son lost some privileges as a result. And we had a long talk about things that we do not fabricate. And I mean, he didn't really think that went through. Not only did she die, she died this morning. Yeah, I still got on the bus, no problem. I should have known then what I was in for because he has the best imagination. Okay, so number one on the list of three things you don't skip, and that's funerals. Now, of course, side note, if it's a travel situation, maybe it's maybe they're across the country and, and the ticket just to get there is going to be too expensive. I get it. I'm talking about when it's a possibility, when you're capable of being there, then you show up. You show up. Another side note, a friend gave me the nicest gift when my father passed, and it was a, a CD that she put together of songs that would remind me of my father, so, sort of a tribute to my dad. And some of them were my favorite songs. In fact, every time I hear Blake Shelton's song, Home, I always instantly think of my dad. And I love that. It was just the, the sweetest gesture touched my heart. The bad thing is I had that CD in my car and then I forgot about it and I sold my vehicle. 
I mean, those are songs that I know what, what's on there. I could still download them again and recreate it. But I didn't realize it until weeks after the sale of the car. And I was so bummed out about that. Okay, number two on the list of three things you don't skip. Weddings. And I say that with a heavy heart because I skipped one. And I still feel guilty about it. This is a former coworker of mine. And so I struggle with this one because I do believe in it. I do believe that funerals, weddings are two of the three things you don't skip. You know, this is a milestone for somebody starting their life and, and they've invited you because they want you to share in their day. But I struggle with this one because I believe in being there for other people, but I did miss my former coworker's wedding and I'm still beating myself up over it. You know, circumstances at that time, and I'm not going to go into the details because, you know, I'm not going to bore you, but it didn't allow for me to go. Okay, that's not true. I could have gone. I got so overwhelmed by those circumstances and I should have figured out how to put all that stuff aside and be there and it didn't happen. I just, I think at that moment, I felt like things were caving in and so I just, I didn't go. And I made a mistake and I should have been there and I still think about that to this day. So I'm not saying I'm perfect when it comes to these three things. However, I know how badly I feel about that, then I'm going to go to every wedding from now on. If I can be there, I'm going to the wedding. You know, I also have my obsession with cake, including wedding cake. It's just, there's something about it. I think it's the almond flavoring. It just tastes different. I try, and that's my rule. I try not to leave a wedding till I've had my cake. <laughs> I got to have my cake. And so there was a wedding for a coworker and I didn't know him very well. This was, I mean, gosh, 12 years ago, maybe. And um, he had invited myself and some other coworkers, and I thought it was the right thing to do. So we, I went and Greg went and we had you know, gone to the wedding. We went to the reception. We watched them do their first dance. We watched everything and we had fun with the other coworkers. And for whatever reason, they never got around to cutting the cake. It just seemed like it was one of the things they were missing in the order of what you do at a wedding reception. And so and so Greg was tired and he was thinking, let's just get going. And I said, they haven't cut the cake. And that's like illegal to leave a wedding and you haven't had the cake, especially when you're a cake fanatic like myself. And so he said, Deb, how much longer? Well, it got to the point where I was so uncomfortable in my Spanx. And if you don't know what Spanx are, it's what women wear underneath a, a dress to uh, slim things out a little bit. They work perfectly. They're amazing. Carrie Underwood says she will never not wear her Spanx when she performs on stage for an award show. However, mine were so uncomfortable because you can't breathe in those things that I went to the bathroom at this wedding reception and I ripped them off and I threw them in the trash. That's how uncomfortable I was. But I also was so willing to stay for my cake with a husband who was ready to go that I just couldn't take it one more minute in those things. So got rid of the Spanx. Eventually got rid of the husband. He said, look, I'm going to be in the car. I can't take it. It's hot in here. I'm not feeling well. And I said, come on, Greg, just a little bit longer. Well, he goes to the car and I text him and I said, it shouldn't be much longer. I'm going to grab my cake to go and then I'll be out. And sure enough, wasn't too much longer after that. They did the cutting of the cake, the ritual with the photos. And I asked for mine to go and I uh, pulled a hoda is what Jim and Kevin and I call it. You know, Hoda from the Today Show says that um, when she's at a party, she doesn't announce her goodbye. She just quietly disappears. You know, she's shown her face. People saw that she was there. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, she must have said goodbye, and I missed it. She just sneaks out the door. So I pulled a Hoda, and I got out to the vehicle where Greg was waiting, and we headed home. But show up for the wedding. You were invited for a reason. If you can be there, attend the wedding. Okay, number three on the list. 
Oh my gosh. I can't even believe I'm going to share this. So, so far we have funerals and weddings. Those are the two that my brother-in-law is really big on. In his mind, you find a way to attend. I'm adding this one to the list because of two different examples um, where I didn't do it and I paid the price. Third on the list, three things you should not skip is grooming. And let me tell you what happened. And when I say grooming, similar to the phrase of uh, that mom advice of be sure to wear clean underwear. I'm talking about those of us that get lazy in the colder months. And you know you're out there. Don't sit there and act like you're not. We, we all, on occasion, when the weather is cold, will skip a day of shaving our legs. Or maybe our toes aren't polished. You've got chipped paint. How many of us skip out on pedicures? Because who's going to see your toes when it's winter, right? Well, this was years ago. I showed up at the doctor's office. I had not been feeling well and had been having some pains in the left side of my chest. Okay, so I sat in the doctor's office and the nurse said, tell me you know, what your symptoms are. And I kind of went through what I was feeling. She hands me this paper gown and says, go ahead and put this on and the doctor will be in in just a moment. And I'm like, did you not just hear? It's above the waist. It's in my chest. Hello? I don't even think my socks matched because I get dressed in the dark at three something in the morning. And I know I hadn't shaved my legs, so I was eight shades of red. So I got through the chest x-ray and I made a middle note, driving home, never again. I'm just always gonna have them done. I'm just always gonna shave. And so the other example is it was a work day. The alarm went off and apparently I turned it off in my sleep. And you tend to do that when you don't get but two or three hours. And you know that, that fog that you wake up in if you've overslept? It's happened for me a few times. And it's the worst feeling because you're almost like, who, what? I was in a huge hurry. And I thought to my, I washed my face. And I remember thinking, I'll do my makeup when I get there. And, and I comb my hair, threw my hair in a ponytail, and I rushed out the door. I think I was wearing a t-shirt and jeans. Nothing fancy. And I'm the first to admit, not my best look. So I get to work. We go through the show. At the end of the show, we do our last break, and I say to the guys, I'll be right back, and um, I ran to the restroom. So I'll be back in a moment. I'm in the restroom, and I hear a knock on the door, and it's Kevin, my co-host, and he says, Deb, hey, hurry back to the studio. We have a guest who just arrived, and I remember thinking, we weren't supposed to have a guest. You know, country stars show up from time to time, but it's planned. Kenny Chesney has been there before and played basketball in the parking lot. Rascal Flats have shown up. You know, their tour bus will sometimes pull into the parking lot, but no one was expected. So I hurry up. I get back into the studio and who was it? It was the governor. Indiana governor, Mitch Daniels had driven his motorcycle to the radio station where I work and he wanted to say hello. You know, he was a, a frequent guest on the show and he listens to Jim, Deb and Kevin. And I remember at that moment thinking, oh my gosh, of all days, not today, I look terrible. So there he stood in our studio with his security team and his motorcycle helmet under one arm and me and my ponytail and my t-shirt and jeans. It looks like I'm about to clean toilets around my house and we take a picture. So that's the reason, and people say this all the time, why you really dress up for work? And I'm not wearing an evening gown, but I wear sundresses or outfits and get fixed up. And I've done it ever since that example right there. And people find it a little odd because I'm on the radio. You know, people can't really see me unless we take a picture. But it goes back to that old saying that my mom would always tell my sisters and I growing up. And that was, put on some lipstick because when you look good, you feel good. And so I just wanted to avoid and not being prepared. 
So now I always get fixed up. That way you don't have any surprises. Grooming is number three. So here, here they are again. Funerals, weddings, grooming. Three things you should never skip. Instead of skipping, which skipping is the easy thing to do. But when we show up and put other people first, leaves a lasting impression. And it's what we would want for ourselves. I'm telling you, if you don't think they'll notice that you're not there, they'll notice that you are. That's it for today. Thank you for joining me again. I will keep you posted on the book, uh, Deborah Honeycutt Media on Instagram. I have something else exciting that's coming soon. So hopefully uh, in the next couple of episodes, I'll be able to share that with you as well. It's Deborah Honeycutt on three hours of sleep. Hope you have a great day.